Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Episode 220 of the Talking Chop Podcast. I am your host, Brad Roland. It is Tuesday. It's about 8.52 p.m. Eastern Time, and this might be the shortest podcast in the history of this medium, but it is just me stepping in to, uh, I guess, break the news. I'm sure that you've already seen it at this point in time that baseball is apparently going to be played this season and is now official and listed in the way that it can be at this point in time. Obviously, there's health-related concerns that are still out there in the ether, but with uh, a few words issued by the Players Association and some uh, some, tweets from, some tweets from reporters, et cetera, et cetera, uh, the news broke on Tuesday that there's going to be a Major League Baseball season, so I want to break in tonight. I don't have anybody with me. It's just me. We will, we will have, I promise you, a deep deeper dive podcast with a guest or a co-host of mine or someone else other than that in the next couple of days. But before uh, all of that comes to fruition, uh, I only have a few minutes tonight to come and talk about it. So here we are to break the news. Um, just to take you through what happened since our last podcast, if you missed it, it's mostly irrelevant now, but please go back and listen to it and download it. It was uh, Scott and I on Sunday night about you know 46 hours ago or so. Since then, basically the Players Association rejected a 60-game proposal uh, by a 33 to 5 margin, it was not particularly close, as you might imagine from that. Uh, that would have included expanded postseason, et cetera, et cetera. And then from there, the owners uh, and of course Commissioner Rob Manfred um, was sort of the, of course, the spokesperson for that and the leader of that um, brigade in this instance. But the owners voted on Monday to impl- to go ahead and fully implement a 60 game season over the course of 66 days, reportedly. Um, this is just me now talking. Uh, it does seem like the entire time. The 60-game season, we recorded the reporting that was out there, seems to be designed to try and avoid a grievance, which apparently is going to be avoided at this point in time from from the PA, but that's uh, sort of where that number comes from, even though it was sort of, I guess, designed or at least um, trying to be messaged as sort of, sort of a, a concession by the owners. I don't really see that necessarily, but that's the messaging that's out there. Um, from there, the implementation of the season was uh, sort of set but the player association still had to respond in some way. Um, basically, the season plan as of that point in time, and maybe it'll change in the coming hours, but it was to begin the season around July 24th with a July 1st arrival um, for spring training of sorts, training camp. But before anything could possibly happen, Manfred and the owners asked the players to sign off on the health and safety protocol on Tuesday. And from there, they also had asked them to pledge to report to those home venues and the home cities by July 1st in order to have enough time to prep for the season. They wanted all that by 5 p.m. Eastern time on Tuesday evening. 
Um, earlier in the day on Tuesday, just a few hours ago now, there was lots of buzz that was going to get done, but the official sign-off did not happen until actually about 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. There was one report from Carl Ravitch of ESPN that sort of broke the news unofficially, uh, followed by confirmations from Jeff Passan, etc. And then the Players Association tweeted or released a statement that said the following, quote, all remaining issues have been, res- have been resolved and players are reporting to training camps, end quote. So that was it. As uh, simple as that. Uh, obviously, nothing about this is simple. There's plenty of machinations to t- touch on in the coming days, but uh, it looks like all systems are go when it comes to what's going to be happening there. Um, we are going to be awaiting all kinds of details on the baseball aspects here that I'm not going to try to touch on a whole lot on this podcast because we don't have all the official, um, I guess, the T's crossed and the, and the I's dotted at this point in time. But with the imposed deal that the owner that the owners put forward here, Players will be receiving about 37% of their full salaries and reportedly about $1.5 billion in total revenue to the players. Players do not get forgiveness, though, on the $170 million advance that they got in March and no money from the postseason. At least that, at least that was reported before this and uh, has not changed as of the time that I'm recording this, about 9 p.m. Eastern time. Um, just for the record, it was 88 days between the March agreement, which is what they've been basing all of this stuff on in many ways, including the prorated salaries, is the biggest portion of that discussion. That was 88 days ago, um, at least from from that point until Monday when the owners decided to implement it. And uh, along the way, I I kind of raised my eyebrows in a bad way toward a national MLB reporter that uh, tweeted that the owners, quote, did the right thing, end quote, and, quote, took the high road, end quote. I hated that on Monday, but alas, that was out there. But as to what uh, part of our discussion on Sunday was Scott and I said this repeatedly, and um, part of the theory that I put forth was that, and by the way, not my idea by any way, by any means, a lot of people feel this way, but you know, I think this is all an elaborate stalling technique by the owners. Um, essentially, every offer that baseball sent over to the players was for somewhere in the neighborhood of $1.5 billion, which was about what they actually settled on. And uh, albeit they were all in different forms, different lengths of time with certain guaranteed salaries, et cetera, et cetera. But ultimately, the deal came in at about $1.5 billion again. And uh, that's the number that they've been trying to get them to agree to this entire time. So for me, it's, this does feel like, a, like an elaborate stalling technique by the owners. That's not controversial, I don't think. But alas, um, we will not talk too much more about that. Of course, when I have a guest on or a co-host on, we might go through some of this stuff again once we get the official word. But that's kind of how I feel about this. I still feel like the players were in the right um, most of the way here. And again, like, like I said on Sunday, I think it was not like 100% to 0% in terms of the, of the quote-unquote blame here. But I certainly believe it was more towards the owners and the players. But alas, there we are. Uh, the baseball stuff is still flying around at this point in time. There was reports earlier of a 60-man roster that the teams have to, uh, I guess, reportedly submit at some point. Basically, the 40-man plus additions so that you can sort of start settling in on the taxi squad that will be in play here. All kinds of details still being ironed out or still not been fully reported anyway. Um but, you know, it's been 102 days since the Braves closed spring training, uh, you know, three and a half months or so, and uh, a lot has changed. But baseball is going to be happening, uh, at least according to all, all the stuff that we know at this point in time. And uh, we will definitely come back with more information on this. The postseason expansion looks to be not happening. Um, I'm, on, I'm on record, uh, and hopefully, if not before this, definitely right now, that uh, expansion of the postseason is not something that I love. Uh, there was all kinds of discussion about the universal DH. Etc. Etc. Um, there'll be plenty of time for strategizing, uh, but I will say July 1st 
is you know just over a week from now. So if the players are going to have to report by then, and there was even a report, I believe it was from Bob Nightingale earlier today, um, that if July 1st is the date, maybe they actually want players to get there a little bit early for testing, um, because as people have, have been talking about this whole week, as players get closer and players start reporting back to facilities, there was all there was sort of a COVID nineteen related shutdown and some deep cleaning. All kinds of things will be in play here, but they're going to have to do mass testing on these players as they report to their facilities to begin training. And I know July twenty fourth is not around the corner, but that's one month from tomorrow. So this is not exactly the long runway turnaround that you would expect uh, in some in some cases here. It's it's kind of dictated by the calendar as baseball has to get going here in a hurry, which was part of why this uh, was sort of ramping up right now in the discussions. But at the same time, baseball is going to have to get itself in gear here in a hurry, and the details should be ironed out. I'm sure they already are, but in terms of what's re- what's been reported, and we'll spend the next month, provided there are no hiccups along the way health-wise or whatever else, we'll spend the next month on this podcast sort of ramping up by going back through what we talked about when baseball was happening in March, you know, previewing the rotation, previewing the lineup, previewing the bullpen, talking about strategy in this very, very bizarre era of a shortened season where things are going to be a little bit different. The Braves are maybe uniquely set up in some ways to take advantage of a universal DH if that, ha- if that happens, and it looks like it might be happening um, with guys who are, the Braves have a little bit more depth than they used than they used to have, which in this case might play into their hands. Also, High-end pitching might actually matter more, and the Braves have a lot of it if they don't have a lot of injuries. Cole Hamels had an injury late in the spring training, and we'll talk about that at some point in time. So lots of different strategy things, lots of different opinion stuff about baseball, but for the most part, anyway, we're going to hope now. Cross your fingers. We'll, we'll be talking about baseball on this podcast. Obviously, I still, as I'll, I'll, sp- I'll speak for myself only, I still feel a little bit queasy about all this with the pandemic and the health-related stuff. It's going to be touchy. It's going to be interesting to see how the baseball navigates all of the testing and the virus concerns because they are very real. The virus is still definitely a big factor in all of this stuff. But the first thing that had to happen was them was the two sides to get together on money on the money stuff and the health and safety protocol stuff. And apparently that has now happened as of Tuesday evening. So. I will leave you with that. Thank you, thank you for listening to the podcast. As usual, if you're a new listener by some stretch of the imagination, this is not normally how we go, how we go on this podcast. It's usually a much longer, usually myself and a co-host of some sort, um, whether it be Eric Cole or Scott Coleman most of the time, or occasionally we have a guest on the show. But we'll be here with another show in the next couple of days talking about all the different machinations with myself and uh, someone else. Please... Go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. If you subscribe to this, if you subscribe to this podcast, you also get the Road to Atlanta podcast, which is, uh, for my money, the best prospect-related podcast about the Braves that's out there. I know prospects are not going to be uh, the focus this this year necessarily because of minor league baseball and the concerns there. But Eric Cole heads up that operation. They've been great on that on, on prospect for, for quite some time. The draft was a, a big-time uh, content driver for Talking Chop, as uh, and Eric and Matt talked about that stuff on the podcast on the same feeds. If you subscribe to this network, you get both of those shows all for the price of zero dollars. And we really, really appreciate everybody listening to the show. Okay, that'll do it for today. Please stay tuned. We'll have a new podcast in the next day or two. Thanks for listening. And uh, nothing else, baseball appears to be back, which is very, very exciting. So stay tuned for all the content to come.
Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, the future of work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. 